Thanks for tuning in today. This is the Millennium Beat Podcast with your host, Kevin James. Last week, we talked to Donald and Katie Nally, and we're going to continue talking to him this week. Donald Nally is an author. He has written three books, From Death to Life, My Sheep Hear My Voice, and New Lease on Life. Currently, Donald and Katie have been working on a book together about their travels and adventures of following Christ. I'd like to welcome right now, Donald and Katie Nally. One of the things we want to talk about, we know that you're an evangelist. That's definitely, you have an evangelistic call. You're a missionary, but you're also an author. Now, you've written actually three books. I have down as two, but then you gave me the third one. Um, you've written From Death to Life, My Sheep Hear My Voice. And then this is the third one is New Lease on Life. But let's talk a little bit about your first book, Okay. Um, from death to life from death to life i think it was back in 2012 the holy spirit spoke to me one day he says i want you to write a book okay and i said lord you want me to write a book <laughs> i failed english it was my worst <laughs> subject in school and this is what we have to understand about god we're created in his image not the other way around we can't make him in our image right. and paint these pictures of him we're created in his image. He gives us feelings. He gives us emotions. He gives us a sense of humor. And God has a sense of humor. So when I said that to the Lord, you know, you got to be kidding. You want me to write a book? I literally heard God laugh. He said, I know you failed English, but that's why I want you to write a book. In other words, this was a project that was bigger than myself. I, I, I didn't want to do it. I never seen myself as an author. But then again, I never seen myself as traveling the world preaching the gospel neither. And um, so I said, what do you want me to write about? He said, I want you to write your story where you came from. He said, but more importantly, I want you to write how I came to you all by myself in that prison cell and started a relationship with you and, and you stayed close and I walked you through deliverance through my word. I want you to write that. And so I obeyed God and I done that. And can I say that my book's a bestseller? I would say it's a best giver. <laughs> <laughs> My it's a big hit in the in the jail in the jail and all in the jails and and it's gone to a few different jails but it's well, a big hit they, are, they love it they would can't be the reason why that them. would be is the fact that they can rule late it's, they can yes. see themselves yes. in the book it brings them hope that yeah. you, you can be in there facing a sentence of 25 to life and God can still walk you out of there in one year in a day if he if yeah. you if you get serious with him right yeah. there's yeah. hope and and any but it's just not for prisoners anybody who's ever read it out here um they say the same thing it's because there's an anointing on the book because i can't write in my own strength i same way i travel i depend on the holy spirit what do you want to say god how do you want me to do this how do you want us to put this and so you know i um god's just using it the books all around the world this is one of the guys in pakistan when I first met him, I sent him a PDF file on my book. He read it. Okay. They want to translate it into their language. Right. Uh, South America, they want to translate it into their language because it's because of the anointing that's on mm -hmm. the book. So. Well, that's good that you said that because I was just going to ask you. Right now, this is in English, 
but it will be eventually in other languages. Yes, I'm praying it will be. Okay, I, I cool. It's cool. People working on translation. So. so that's the first book, and that book is about your life and and what God has brought you from. Okay, now this two or this one is this one right here. Okay, so my sheep hear my voice. Let's talk a little bit about that one. Um, the Lord again moved on my heart to write a book about people being able to hear God. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I start the book out with, you know, is about how the average person, whether you're a housewife or a mechanic down at the local garage, God is interested in you. God wants to speak to you. He, he wants to be a part of your everyday life. It don't just have to be the preacher on the podium or anyone right. else. But what the book does more than anything, because this is how um, I started hearing from God so good, was as I was reading the Bible, things I couldn't understand, I would question God, and I would chew on scriptures sometimes mm-hmm. for periods and periods at a time until I would get what God was saying, and I learned his voice that way. It's like I tell people, you know, I've been married to Katie for 12 years now, and, um, no, 10, <laughs> 10. <laughs> We've known each other for, for 12, 12 years. But um, it's like I tell people, she could come into a room, and I could be talking to people, and all she would have to do was say my name or say right. something to me. I wouldn't have to see her. She would be behind me, but I'm familiar with, with the sound of her voice, the tone of her voice, and I know she's there. Right. It's the same way with God. Even though we can't physically see him, you can learn how his voice sounds to you. How he speaks to me, he may necessarily not speak to you in the same way. You know, but he does have a voice and he wants to talk, he wants to communicate. And so the book really learned helps you to get rooted and grounded in the word of God and mm-hmm. talking to God about his word so you can learn right. him that way. You know, because if we don't have a foundation in the written word of God, we can get out into left field somewhere. Right. Yeah. So. I think one of the biggest things that you said is when you're talking about Katie and hearing her voice or she was talking to you. But I don't even I think you can go even further saying if you just heard her voice, you knew instantly it was Katie. Yes. I mean she didn't have to say Donald I mean, she could be saying something to somebody else and says, oh, Katie's in the room. Yes. And, 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 it, and it could be a soft voice. You know, she could be whispering to somebody else. You know, it doesn't have to be loud screaming. Exactly. And, and I think what is good with this, my sheep hear my voice, you know, is everybody thinks about praying is this big religious thing about getting down on your knees, folding your hands, you know, spending three hours or whatever. And I always learn and I describe prayer is like what we're doing right now. We're talking. Yes. And we're, if I have something that I don't understand, I say, Donald, explain that to me. You know, Katie, explain that to me. Is we're, I think because you were in the prison, you didn't have anybody. You only had the Bible and, okay, God, what's this mean? And you, had, you were self-taught in a sense. But there was the Lord, actually, the one that was teaching you. The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, right. So you have got used to hearing his voice. Um, We've always used the example in the banking business. How do you know the difference between a real dollar bill and a counterfeit? Is you actually handle hundreds of real dollar bills. 
And then after that, you get to know when a fake one is slipped in there because you have felt the real thing. Yes. And when you feel the real thing, you know when the counterfeit. And we need to be in society at this day of time when we know the real thing. So that Amen. cool. All right, let's move along a little bit. Okay, we talked about your books. All right, uh, let me see. Donald and Katie, you're an everyday people. You're just like an average folk. Um, you love the Lord. And your day job, you happen to be real estate agents. Tell me how you have incorporated your, your spiritual walk and the opportunity to serve the Lord in that profession. I'll let Katie answer this one. Because you're just starting. In I'm the, just starting sorry. in real estate, but God told, Already God told. spoke to both of us, um, but her first okay. years ago to get into real estate. Actually, when the market was down and everybody thought she was crazy. Because that was like 2008, <laughs> probably. I, I, I joined the real estate force in 2012 in the 12. summer. Okay. And it was just at that time when... Uh, when the market was beginning to inch its way back up mm-hmm. very slowly, so um, you know, I've I've, encur- I've encountered a lot of agents that that have been worried. You know, the business can be good and then it can be flat for a while, and so you know, I've offered to pray with other agents uh, when they're discouraged and things like that, but. Also, there's been a lot of people I've worked with that, you, you know, when you're working with people, trying to help them to get from one home to another, you, you end up... into a home for the first time. into a home for the first time. Mm-hmm. You hear a lot about what's going on in their family. Um, I didn't totally understand that when I get into the business, but I've, I've, I've heard a lot of... I, sometimes I feel like... Another hat is psychologist. Psychologist, yes. <laughs> I was just thinking that. It's real estate agent with a minor in psychology. Yeah. You're perfect for that. Any psychologist listening, get into the real estate field. But anyway, so I always offer to pray for people. Okay. Uh, sometimes people are appreciated. Sometimes they don't. Um, whether they do or whether they don't, um, they usually go on my prayer board at home. I've got okay. a, we've got a prayer board in our bedroom where we put people and you know one of the clients that i was working with last year his wife uh was going through a brain tumor you know oh, wow. and at the same time he had a grandchild that had to go through some surgery so you know i offered to pray he didn't want it but um but they went on my prayer board so that's cool and uh and, and, and just yesterday um we was with a couple showing some homes um and at the end of the day you know after we took them and they seen a few houses and everything and they were telling us what they could spend what their budget was and everything and you know we just katie just kind of asked them said do you all believe in jesus and they said yes i said well then let's just pray because god has a place for you he has a place hid for you not hid from you right so we're gonna pray since we're all believers we can touch and agree and believe that god will bring that right place for you you see, so the real estate business is a people business. You're involved with people all day long, every right. day. And what greater opportunity? You know, God did put us in us. He told us he was going to bless us through that. But a lot of times we think bless is always, you know, our mind, humans, prosperity, money. Right. We, we relate prosperity to money. But the greatest form of prosperity is being able to hear what heaven is saying and bring that into the earth. 
that's what will truly make people prosper in their soul. Mm. And so God gives us opportunities every day to just pray with people, talk to people, and just a lot of times it's just listening, listening to their problems. And like Katie says, you know, she can't, people won't let her pray for They go on the dartboard in the room. They get prayed for anyway. They get the target. They get the target. (laughs) It was another... There was another woman. Um, they may not have anyone else praying for them for yeah. the salvation of their souls. Right. There was yeah. another woman that I started working with um, to help to find her a home. And in the process, I found out that she was in the middle of a divorce. She had five children and she was in the middle of a divorce. Well, uh, she couldn't purchase the home that she wanted until that divorce got finalized. And uh, um, so I ended up having to go to the lawyer to get certain papers for the children's custody situation and then I ended up going to because she was Haitian and didn't really understand the process here in this country ended up going to the courthouse with her um, the day that she had her hearing and uh, afterwards I was like her hero I, I pulled up the end of one a street one day and and she stopped in front of me she had her car coming the other way and jumps out and came over and hugged me you know, <laughs> I don't know. And those those are the great feelings that you, right. you know, you feel like the Lord has really used you. Really well, that's that. the thing is, is whatever profession you are, if you are pliable and usable, mm-hmm. the Lord will use you. Because there's people, I mean, everybody thinks that, okay, the only way people are going to get saved is if they come to church. Well, I don't think that's the way it works. I think we are the church so we're gonna have to come to them so and it's monday through sunday it's wherever we are if we're listening and hearing the lord that we will be able to witness the love of the lord into their life so we bring the church to them that's right and and you know in the book of acts well first in the book of ecclesiastics it says that thing that was done will be done again there's nothing new under the sun so what I see the Lord doing in this day and hour, because of what you just said, there there hasn't been a lot of influx coming into the church. So what happened in Jerusalem, there was a persecution mm. to the church. It made the church uncomfortable. He made the people uncomfortable when he told them, go into all the world and preach the gospel. But they congregated in Jerusalem. So there came a persecution against the church. Now, I'm not saying, I'm not speaking prophetically that (laughs) there's going to be a persecution coming against the church. But what I have seen the Lord doing, he's causing people to wake up, so to say, and he's causing them to be uncomfortable inside the four walls doing the same routine over and over. Because they know there's more. So God is waking up the everyday regular people Mm. to stir us up because the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. few. So there's an awakening coming to the body of Christ where, hey, this evangelism thing, it's not just for the evangelist. It's for the everyday believer. It's for every believer to share our faith in some capacity in one way or another. And it's, you know, I heard a pastor speak the other day. I was in a meeting and that's what he had said. He said, you know, when was the last time that you as individuals led anyone to the Lord? He says, because God's heart beats for the lost. Mm -hmm. And um, he said, and he, he was a pastor 
He said, and you know, God's really, really blessed me, and I was seeking the Lord on this. Why am I so blessed? How could you just bless me so much and you keep pounding on? Is because your heart is always mindful of the lost souls out there, even as a pastor. And what the pastor had said, he said, you may not have knowledge of how to share your faith. He said, there's a lot of schools out there, a lot of different people teaching and training now. He said, go learn how to do it. He said, even if you don't learn how to do it or get some training, he said, invite someone to your local church. He right. said, because if you invite someone to your church, he said, and like our church, we do an altar call every Sunday for the lost. And he said, I've always done that. And that's what God was showing him why he was blessed. And um, he said, do you know if you bring someone to the church where they do altar calls and that person gets saved because you brought them to the church that day, you were a part of leading that person mm. to the Lord, even though you, you didn't physically do it yourself. Right. He said, because it's the work of the Holy Spirit doing it all anyway. So, you know, what am I saying? Anybody can invite anyone to right. a meeting wherever you go and, and fellowship. You know, me and my wife, we don't go to par se a regular Sunday morning church and a Wednesday night traditional church. We go to a Friday night church. Mm -hmm. We meet with an intimate small group on Friday night and that's our church. That's where we get our fellowship. That's where we're getting fed and interjecting with others. And we do watch some services sometimes on on TV. We watch some different preachers that we really enjoy. You know? Well, one of the things I've always said, and we talked about this earlier before we started recording, was the fact that I feel like today, today is the day of the non big churches, the multi churches, the mega churches. That's a thing of the history. It's in the history books, and. I think we believe, I believe that we're getting back to the first century. Like what we did tonight, we got together, we, we broke bread, we had a dinner, we were fellowshipping and talking about what the Lord is doing. Amen. And that is what I think is, is going to happen even stronger in the future. That there will be groups that will be home groups or, or even just normal friends getting together and saying, hey, let's pray. We can have a prayer meeting or whatever. Just let's have dinner and fellowship. It's like the saying I was thinking in my head while you were speaking is there's a saying, um, let me preach the gospel, but um, let me use words if I must. Mm -hmm. I think if, if we become the living gospel, mm -hmm. if Christ in us, yes. the hope of glory yes. is exposed, they will be drawn to him, not you. Exactly. I mean, there's people that I know personally that don't believe in God. So I am the only God that they will know, God in me. Amen. Yeah. So, and I don't have to say, I don't have to convict her of her sins. I don't have to tell her she's doing wrong or he's doing wrong. Is That's not my job. Amen. My job is to be Christ-like. Yes. And, and that is, she'll say, you're a little weird. You're a little different. But there's something I like about you. And I says, well, it's not me. It's the Christ in me that makes me a little different. And then she was going to say, hmm, I didn't really believe in God. Maybe there is a God. Because now I've seen results of the living God through somebody else. Yes. So that, That's how my family was at my sister's funeral. funeral. They, couldn't, they couldn't dispute the fact that 15 years ago I was this hardcore drug addict. I mean, I was doing every drug under, and, and I, was, I was like that for 34 years. Right. And um, 
you know, from the time I was 10 to about 43, 44, I was living that kind of life. But the one thing they couldn't dispute was that when Christ came into my life, they seen a total change. And I would admit when I got out of prison, I was on fire, filled up with the Word of God, studying all that in, in the prison. And I tried to preach the Word of God to my family members I was around. And the Holy Spirit told me one day, he says, stop preaching to them. Stop trying to share the Word. They're not receiving it. I'm like, but Lord, your Word says go into the world and preach the gospel. He says, this is what I want you to do. Just live your life for me in front of them. You right. don't got to say anything to them about me. Just live it for me. And so I just focused on walking with the Lord day by day, and they seen the transformation of that. So mm -hmm. here we are. They thought, oh, this is a fad that Donald's going through. But here we are 15 years later, later and Donald's not changed. He's still following Jesus, you know, Amen. and not went back to the old man. And so... That's a pretty, pretty amazing thing. Something they couldn't dispute. That is awesome. I like those. I like these stories. Okay. While we're wrapping up a little bit, there's two areas that I want to wrap up with. One of them is we're going to talk a little bit of how people can get a hold of you, um, what ministry websites and stuff like that. And then the last is I want you to pray for people that are listening. It can be a salvational prayer. It can be a healing prayer. Whatever the Lord is speaking to you. I'll put you on the spot there because I know you hear the Lord. So, all right, let's. So, let's answer the question: Is how do people get a hold of you? Um, either one of you. Uh, how, right now, how can people get a hold of you if they want to know? Um, you know, whether what websites, Facebook, um, Twitter, whatever, whatever you have for social media. Okay. We have uh, our own website. We have our own ministry. Uh, the website is www dot d o c worldmissions.org um the doc stands for disciples of christ okay because um, when i was in prison god told me i was going to have a ministry named doc okay world missions and so i waited 10 years for that to come to pass um it didn't happen overnight so if god tells you to do something don't try to jump out there and make it happen tomorrow right. um and then we have um you can actually order my books through that website. I don't okay. know if I have the third one on there, but you can actually also order my books through Amazon.com. Um, but if you go on Amazon, I must warn you, you put in my name, Books by Donald Nally, and see what comes up, or put in the specific titles of each book. But my first book, From Death to Life, there's people in there selling it at a very high price. That's not the one you want to order. Um, the, the price of mine is twelve ninety nine for from death to life, and then the other ones are even less than that. Okay. And um, uh, Facebook, Donald Dash Katie Nally, um, you can look me up on there through okay. friends. And um, I don't have a Twitter account. I don't have a Twitter. So much, so much. And so, I know there's a lot in social so media much, to keep up with. Believe me. Um, you know. If they wanted to contact you for speaking engagements or anything like that you have an email address that you use for that um they can do that through the website, through the website. there's okay. there's a there's a page on there contact okay. us they can send me a contact form or they can um send me through uh nally 770 that's n as in nancy a l l e y 770 at com. okay cool all right so now let's get to the good stuff not that the other stuff wasn't any good. 
Um, let's end with this with a prayer of whatever you feel led to do right now. So, well, you know, some some that are listening, maybe what we've said sounds interesting, but you can't quite relate to it. Um, maybe you maybe you'd like to relate to it. Uh, maybe you know your life is a mess, and you know you need something, but you don't know what. Let me encourage you. Uh, in, in the Word of God, in the book of Romans, it says three things. It says, all of us have sinned and fallen short of God's glory. Every person, every human being. Um, but the, and the wages of those sins deserves death. But the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. And anybody who calls on his name will be saved. I'm, I'm an anybody. You're an anybody. I'd like to pray for you. Lord, I, I just pray for anyone listening under the sound of our voice that if, if they don't know you and, and they need to know you, Father God, I, I just ask that you open up their heart, Father, right now. Touch their heart. Give them ears to hear, Father God, and, and help them to receive you right now. If you want to know the Lord for yourself, if you want to experience what, it, what it's like to have the love of God surround you and fill you, <clears throat> Just pray with me quickly, just a simple prayer. Father, Heavenly Father, I know I'm a sinner, and I repent of the sins of my life, no matter how, how wicked you think they are. Father, I just repent of them. I ask you to forgive me of my sins. I ask you to cleanse me. I ask you to fill me with your Holy Spirit. I ask you, Father God, to reveal to me what your plans and purpose are for my life that you wrote in your book before the foundation of the earth, that you had a plan and a purpose specific to each person. Father, I thank you that you'll give me a holy boldness and a hunger for the things of God. And I ask you to use me. Father, use me the way these people have talked about praying for people, seeing miracles happen. Father, give me, give me a boldness to reach out to people and pray for people and let me see the miraculous happen. Uh, Father, I'm a willing vessel in Jesus' name. And fill me with the Holy Spirit. Baptize me in the Holy Spirit with evidence of speaking in tongues. Thank you, Father. I want everything that you have for me. I want it all. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I know that no matter what I've done, no matter how wicked I think I've been, you wash it all away with the blood of Christ. There is nobody that's too bad, too hard, too far that you can't clean, that you don't love, that you don't desire to have a personal relationship with. All of that gets washed away. All of that gets put in the sea of forgetfulness. Thank you, Lord. You can give us a second chance, a third chance, a fifth, a hundredth chance. And I also feel that there's somebody, there's somebody listening who's maybe having some pain in, in their right hip, lower back, and I believe the Lord wants to touch you and heal you right now. I just thank you, Lord, and I praise you for that. I thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. There's also somebody who's listening. Um, you had broken your arm, and it didn't heal up quite right. Um, 
the Lord is touching that right now. He's healing that in the mighty name of Jesus. I just thank you for creative miracles in that elbow and in that bone, and specifically your right arm. Hallelujah. There's also someone else listening. You, you've been having uh, problems in your heart, like it speeds up and it's racing and it slows down and it's racing right now. And even at the sound of my voice, I just speak peace to that heart. I take authority over the spirit of fear and I command it to leave. And I just command that heart to just beat normally and perfectly. You're even feeling that just slowing down right now and a calming peace coming over you in Jesus' mighty name. You know, there's someone else who has, um, you've been dealing with high blood pressure. The word of the Lord says that, you know, we should take no thoughts for tomorrow. We shouldn't think about what's going to happen with our future, that we should just seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and Everything else will be added unto us. God doesn't want you to be stressed out and worrying about things that's going to happen tomorrow, things that's going to happen the next day, bills that you may have to pay that you're laid on. God wants you to trust him. Put your faith, your hope, and your trust in him and watch what he does in your life. In Jesus' mighty name, we just take authority over that blood pressure right now and we just command that to be normal. Yes, I believe there's somebody um, listening that has a problem with lupus. Um, Lupus is an autoimmune disease, and many times with an autoimmune disease, it can can have to do with uh, thinking thoughts about yourself that are negative, that, um, you know, certain experiences we go through as a young person or a child uh, can make us feel like we're less than, or we, we're not lovable. We're we're not good. We're we're something other than other than good, and uh, and those kind of thoughts can translate into things like lupus. So the Lord wants you to just know that, you know, anytime you're thinking a negative thought, stop and look up the Word of God. What does the Word of God have to say about you? You're fearfully and wonderfully made. You are blessed. You're blessed above, blessed going in, blessed coming out, blessed in the city, blessed in the storehouse, blessed in your basket, blessed in everything you put your hands to. You're highly favored. His protection is on you. Uh, You are his child. He wants you to think good thoughts of yourself. And as you do that, that lupus is going, has to go in Jesus' name. And um, there's some of you out there listening, and you're like, wow, I want to be used like that. I want God to use me in this capacity. Well, we can't do this alone. We can't do this by ourselves. It's, you know, the prophet said in Zechariah 4, 6, it's not by our own might nor by our own power, but it is by his spirit. It has to be an empowerment by the Holy Spirit. And so I'm just going to pray for you tonight for the baptism of the Holy Spirit and fire. Jesus is the baptizer in the Holy Spirit. He's the one who baptizes with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Because there's some of you been sitting around and, and you, you, you've been feeling like a, there's been a, a spirit of complacency um, and, and, and settling for the norm. But 
the norm of following Jesus is living a supernatural lifestyle. So we're just going to pray for you right now. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, I thank you. Hallelujah. You know, a lot of people say the Holy Spirit, he's a gentleman. But see, I see the Holy Spirit when he came into the to the upper room on the book in the book of Acts. He came in like a whirlwind. He came in like a mighty rushing wind, like a hurricane. And right now, in the mighty name of Jesus, I say mighty Holy Spirit of the living God. I just pray that you pour out on everyone listening to this broadcast tonight. Father Jesus, you said that the promises for us and to our children and to our children's children as many that call upon your name so we just pray for the baptism of the holy spirit and fire right now just pour out fill your vessels fill your vessels in jesus mighty name we give you glory and we give you honor, and we give you praise. I also pray, Father God, that you stir up the gifts of God in the listeners. Hallelujah. Because your word said that we're to go into the world, we're to proclaim the gospel. And how do we proclaim it? It's like Brother Kevin said, and like myself, and like my wife. Sometimes we don't even have to use words. We just let them see the God in us, the Christ in us. And and a lot of times, it's simply praying for people. But Jesus said, go into the world that you would lay hands on the sick and they shall recover there's no gray areas there go pray for the sick watch god use you to perform miracles through your hands hallelujah and he said we will cast out devils we we will speak in other tongues and if we drink anything deadly it will not harm us and it says in the lord they went out see we there's got to be a going out we have to go out The, the world around us it's lost it's hurting it's broken and we carry the answers and when we go out the next scripture says that the lord went with them confirming the word well what is the word it's the christ in you he is the living word the christ in you the hope of glory so what's he doing as you're going out as you're praying as you're talking as you're being yourself hallelujah you don't have to be someone you're not just be that son and daughter of god and as you go out and bow your everyday business talking to people praying with people not trying to shove jesus down their throat love them to life love them to life hallelujah that god will surely his word says that he went with them confirming the word with signs following hallelujah thank you lord hallelujah jesus (sighs) jesus Mm. thank you lord well, I like to thank my two guests and thank you for having me in your home, Donald yes. and Katie Nally. I really you appreciate you opening us. up your house. Yeah, thanks and for having me. It's been an us. awesome time. <laughs> thanks for tuning in today to the Millennial Beat Podcast with your host, Kevin James. If you need to know more information, please contact us on Facebook at the Millennium Beat, Twitter at Millennium underscore Beat, Instagram at the Millennium Beat. Website you can find us on at www.themillenniumbeat.com. If you have any interested stories, please contact us by email at stories at themillenniumbeat.com. Or if you like, you can call us at 407-624-9957. This has been a Millennium Beat LLC production. All rights reserved. Copyright 2020.